Praise you, Jesus. it over. Oh God, we are so good. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I get it now. He said, he who began a good work is faithful to finish the work he began today. Some of you, he began it in you husbands. But just know this, that he is faithful to finish it, ladies. You don't have to harp on him. You don't have to tell him how to or what to do. The Holy Spirit is his Holy Spirit. If you're dealing with something, you go in the prayer closet and let God deal with it. <laughs> Let's just have a marriage seminar, okay? <laughs> no, but oh, God is so good. God is so faithful. And, uh, and some of you... He's just lighting a fire that was already there to burn brighter. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of us just need reminders of what we're called to. And so, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that he considers it a high priority and uh, a huge calling to be the head of a household and a big responsibility to lead the way to him. If what you're doing, even in secret, is not leading the way to him, then you're detouring and derailing your entire family with you. So you don't want to do that. That's why you're here, I believe, unless you were dragged by your ear. <laughs> I believe you're here because you want to do right by the Lord, and this is what he's asking of you. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you for the work you have begun already and what you've already done in this place in 2023. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, you are faithful to finish the work you began. Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now, even for the husbands that are, that are in children's church right now and, and, and working in, in the ministry, Father, in different areas, Father, I just release that anointing, Lord. Lord, fan the flame of God within them that they would rise up to the occasion, Lord, to lead the way to you. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you know God never does a half-hearted job? Amen. And that's, a, that's the phrase I got in my spirit um, this week is, well, job well done. You know, I know one day we want to hear it. Well done, thou good and faithful servant, right? But what we need to realize is, is God always does a job well done. Always. This is what he does. He never half-heartedly does something. He never starts something that he doesn't finish. And he never does a junky job on it. He always does a job well done. And that's what I want to show you in the word of God today so that you can stand in faith, so that you can fight the good fight of faith. Amen? Amen. How, how many of you have ever seen and and Maybe not the person who came up here and got prayer, but how many of you has ever seen someone do a half-hearted job and left a job undone? Maybe they started something and they didn't finish it. Maybe they had to call another fix-it man to finish the job. <laughs> it's happened a few times in our house. This week, in fact. <laughs> Just kidding. 
so I'm thankful for those of you who are gifted in fixing things. Every time we've moved into a house, not to tell him Clayton, but every time we've moved into a new house, he does not know how to hang things that are heavy. We can pop a nail on the wall just like I can. But, but to th hang things that are heavy, we've had to fix a many a hole. So um, I've always, I've had, you know, when you move out, when there's like five holes behind a mirror, you know, somebody doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> so I learned my lesson early on, and um, I started calling on my brother-in-law, Jeff. When we move into a house, he's our Mr. Fix-It, typically, and now Austin stepped into the role, too because he lives a little closer, but um, to come and just nail things up in our house, and so it's awesome. But um, So who here has ever seen a job undone? It's unfinished. You know, it, you started something, you started a project, and it's just laying there. It, it could be a week, and it's real annoying to the wife, or it could be a month, or it could be a year. Maybe because you thought you could do it, and then you realized you couldn't. Maybe it's because you became lazy. Maybe it's because you became bored with it. Maybe you don't have the knowledge that you thought you had to fulfill the job, to, to finish it, right? And so, um, so yeah, there's, there's frustration when a job's undone. Um, there's the feeling or maybe the lack of, you don't have the equipment it takes to, to get this job done. And so... We've all seen that happen, but one good thing is that we can be assured of is that God never leaves a job undone. We don't have to be left in frustration. We don't have to be left in wonder. We don't have to wonder if he knows or if he's well equipped to, to finish that job. That when We can be assured that when God um, starts a job that he's faithful to finish the work. And I'm talking about any word that he has ever given you. He's faithful that when he releases a word by his spirit, that is him beginning a job. And he will never leave a job undone. In fact, he, that job's not done until it's well done. Amen? And so um, God is well equipped. God is well able. And he is faithful to finish any job that he begins. And so with that, ladies, that, that's in your husband's today. He began a job or he is still working on the job or he's finishing the job. But he has started a work for sure. And he is faithful to finish the work. Amen? Philippians 1.6 says, And I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished. On the day when Christ Jesus returns. Um, and I'm not just talking about husbands today, so don't like husbands don't like be angry at me. I, I'm it's just coming out that way because whatever. But um, maybe it's a loved one, like a brother or a sister or a cousin or a mother or a father. Um, maybe it's a coworker, maybe you've been standing in the gap for someone who who um, needs a breakthrough or, or who doesn't know the Lord yet or, or whatever the case might be. Or maybe it's a marriage you're standing in the gap for. Um, and, and at times you've seen glimpses. You've seen a, a light, we'll say, at the end of the tunnel. And, and like you think, like, oh, I see God working. You see the cloud, the cloud the size of a man's hand. And it's this small, but yet you see it and you kind of get excited, but then it doesn't happen right away. And you kind of become discouraged and dismayed like it's a job undone. It's unfinished. It's that bathroom toilet. It's all torn apart. 
There was a reason for that this week. <laughs> it's for my illustration. Okay. God is not delaying, and, and we need to just have assurance in him that he is faithful to complete any work that he has begun, any promise that he has given you through his word. You can hang on to it and know that he will be faithful to finish that work that he began. We need to remind ourselves that God is well able. He's well equipped. He can do, and he will accomplish that which he began. In our marriages, in our families, in our husbands, in our wives, in our children, in our, you know, in our lives, in our ministry, whatever he has begun, he is faithful to finish it. And he can even do it in a moment's time. I know sometimes he gives a word and it's 15 years later, you're still standing for it. And that's great because guess what? He is faithful to finish the work he began. But. He can also do something that you thought was delayed forever. You almost gave up. And then in a moment's time, he can change Saul to Paul. He is well able. And so we just need to have confidence. We just need to have faith. Amen. Don't throw in the towel yet because God is not done until it's a job well done. And this is why I keep getting in my spirit. God is not done until it's a job well done. If what you've been believing God for is not quite yet there, if, if it still seems like it's a job undone, that the, the toilet pieces are kind of around the, the, the ground and, and uh, maybe, maybe the marriage is kind of disheveled looking and, and you're just barely hanging on by a string, maybe that loved one sure looks like they're going the opposite direction than what you've been believing God for, he is faithful. As long as you hold fast to your profession of faith, as long as you keep on trusting him, he is faithful. God counted Abraham faithful. Why? He hung on to the promise, trusting that God would fulfill the job he began when he released the word that he would be the father of many nations. Now, he tried to help God out in the middle there and made a little mess, but we do that, don't we? We try to do the job ourselves. God can do it. He's equipped. Amen. I'm not throwing Clayton under the bus. It's just coming out. (laughs) He knows what his giftings are. (laughs) It's not fixing things. Um, Galatians (laughs) Galatians 6, 9. This is us, guys. Let us not get tired in doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Thank you, Jesus. Don't give up. That's where so many people go wrong. I've seen so many divorces because people give up. They throw in the towel because things get hard. God is faithful. Hold fast to that profession of faith. Amen? Don't get tired of believing. Don't get tired of of, of speaking the word and declaring reconciliation or restoration. 
God is faithful. Don't get tired of speaking that someone's going to walk with the Lord and, and calling them in and, 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 and ministering to them or dropping seeds and, and inviting them to church. Don't get tired of doing what is good for at just the right time. You will reap a harvest if you don't give up. However, if you do give up, that's where we fail. We don't reap that harvest that God wants us to have. Hebrews 10.23, let us hold fast to our profession of faith without wavering. Don't teeter-totter about it. Just have assurance that God will and he is well able to deliver, to set free, to reconcile, to heal, to restore. Whatever it is that he has begun, any one of his jobs, <laughs> he is faithful. Just hold on to it, amen? Hold fast to your profession of faith and don't waver for he is faithful to whom he has promised. I look at stories like Saul to Paul. <sighs> that looked impossible. Could God use somebody like that? Somebody persecuting believers? Somebody not just persecuting, but like killing them, putting them away in jail? Could God use someone like that? But yet, God in a moment's time changed a heart changed a path, put him on the right path. And from that moment, he mightily used by God. From that moment, God began to work on his heart. God knows what somebody needs more than you know what they need or more than some they know what they need. So, you know, whether somebody has to hit the bottom of the barrel first, which I hope not, or whether they need to have an encounter with God. Just God knows what they need to change things around. Amen. I also think of Mary Magdalene, you know. And I'm showing you that there's people that looked hopeless. She's a prostitute. She's living for her flesh. She's living for money. She's living for the world. And has an encounter with Jesus that turns her around. And in a moment, she can be mightily used by God. She can be a follower of Jesus, serving him with her whole heart. Your wife, your husband, your children aren't that far gone if you look at Paul or you look at Mary Magdalene. God can and will, but you just need to hold on. God can and will turn that situation around. I hear a song in my head. <laughs> Hallelujah. He can do it through um, miracle signs and wonders. He can do it through one spoken word. He can do it by a move of his spirit. For, for some, this, whatever God deposited on the inside of you is going to cause a change, a turnaround, and you won't be able to recognize wives, the husband that you have. And husbands, it's not going to be because of your own strength or your own power. So don't try in your own effort. You can set your hand to stuff that God can bless, but don't try to change yourself. Just know that something supernaturally was deposited in you today. Amen. Matthew, a tax collector, someone so despised, you know? What do you believe in God for? Is the person you're believing God for, um, you know, involved in stuff that is something that you despise? 
God can still take that person and use them. I mean, Matthew becomes an apostle of God. Sent out one to preach the gospel, to heal the sick, to raise the dead. A tax collector? A killer? A persecutor? So is what you're believing God for so far beyond his reach? Is he not well-equipped and well-able to accomplish and finish the work that he began in that situation? Thomas, a doubter. Maybe that's you, doubting that God could or would finish that work, that God could or would use that person. Stop doubting, because God can straight up use a doubter. Believe that he is well-equipped and he always finishes a job he begins. Amen? Hallelujah. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Why am I saying that? I mean, people can have their own plan and their own agenda and think that they, they um, are living for a certain aim, and then all of a sudden when they have an encounter with God, God can change the direction. Pastor Nick has an awesome testimony of that. Um, I believe Tommy O'Dell has an incredible testimony of that, um, T.L. Osborne's grandson. And probably over 90% of, of preachers have that testimony, that God changed their direction by changing their hearts supernaturally. That's what God's doing in this day. Matthew 19, 26, Jesus looked at them intently. They were questioning, is this possible? Can you do this? And he said, well, humanly speaking, maybe what you're looking at and, and what's presented before you in the job looks tore up. The person that you're believing for looks so far gone. Maybe humanly, that is impossible. But we serve the God who makes what's impossible possible. Amen? So Matthew 19, 26, Jesus looked at them intently, and he said, humanly speaking, yeah, it's impossible. But with God, everything is possible. And he even says, all things are possible to those who will believe. So do we believe that God can finish the job, that he's well-equipped, he's well-able to finish the work he began, whether it's in you whether it's in a loved one, is he able? Yes or no? There's no job too big, and there's also no job too small for our God. He is able, and he is faithful. I love that, to finish the work he began. So for me, that's finishing to, to make adjustments in me, to fill me, to, to lead me along the right path, to fulfill what he's called me to do. For, for others that I might be believing God for, for family members, for, for situations, I know he's faithful and he's well-equipped to make any adjustments he needs to make, but I'm going to stand strong and keep professing my profession of faith over them and know that he is faithful and he will finish the work he began. When did he begin the work? Well, either he gave you a word or you started speaking the word. 
That's when he began the work. He can start a work the moment you start speaking over the situation. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to see God finish some jobs this year. Amen? In 2022, he was not through. <laughs> but 2023, he gives you the victory. Hallelujah. I don't usually do that, but I did hear in 2022, he's not through. Some of you are about to throw in a towel concerning some things. Don't do that because that's the only way you fail. In 2022, he was not yet through, but you're going to see the victory in this year. You're going to see God accomplish and finish a work that he began. Maybe 2022 he started, or maybe 20 years ago he started. I don't know. But he will be faithful to finish the work, and he is well able. Amen. Thank God. And you know what? He gets the glory for that. You know, maybe sometimes things aren't in our own timeline. Things aren't, fast food's awful, by the way. It's disgusting. You, you might crave it, and you drive through, and then you eat it, and then you feel regret. Or your body feels regret. <laughs> so when you cook a nice meal, and you make a steak, and you season it, and you, you tenderize it, and you, you make those vegetables, and you have to saute them and season them and, and make it all fancy and good. When it's placed before you, man, it tastes good. It's good for your body. It's good for your soul. It looks good. Everything, you take pictures of it. You put it on the internet, whatever. You know, it's a job well done. You feel proud of it. You feel good about it. That's the kind of job that God always does. So sometimes it takes longer than a fast, quick answer. And actually, I'm just going to say this, that sometimes when things look like it was a fast, quick answer, actually it's been in the process for 15 years, and you just didn't even realize it. God wants you to hang on. He does not want you to throw in the towel because he is about to do a supernatural work in your situation. Isaiah 55, 11 says, the same is with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to do and it will prosper everywhere that I send it. What have you been releasing from your mouth? Have you been sending forth God's word over your family, over your loved one, over your situation? That's God releasing his word. And, and or has a word been released to you through, through, through um, you heard it by inspiration through the word of God or you heard it through a prophecy or through a dream or a vision or whatever and God's released a word to you and you've been hanging on to it. Just have assurance in your heart that God is able and he always watches over his word and he performs it. He says, everything I have said, I will accomplish. I like that. All I want it to do. Until it's a completely a job well done, he's not done yet. So hold on. And watch. Watch God perform that. Don't throw in the towel yet. So that's why he says in 1 Timothy 6.12, he says, Fight the good fight of faith and hold tightly 
to eternal life, which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. So at some point, when we're fighting and believing God for something, it takes a fight a little bit to stand strong. It takes some work to, to, to stir yourself up and to be motivated to keep moving forward. It takes work to press forward. Why did Paul say press forward to the mark? Because there was some resistance in the spirit to fulfill or see the fulfillment of that which God has spoken to you. You think the enemy is going to let you go and try to do what God's called you to do without any resistance? If you don't sense any resistance whatsoever, you might actually be down the wrong path. Somebody take notes for me. <laughs> all kinds of nuggets. So keep fighting. Keep hanging on. Because God is faithful to finish the work he began. Just because the fulfillment of a word or your answer or your promise wasn't fulfilled in 2022 doesn't mean that God is through with you. Just wait for it. And he will be faithful to fulfill that which he has promised you. Keep running the race. Keep pressing forward. Keep believing. Keep believing. That's why Paul said it in Philippians 3, 14 and 15. He says, I press towards the goal. He had a goal. The word of God tells us, write the vision and make it plain so that all who read it may run with it. Write yourself out a goal so you don't throw in the towel before you reach a goal that you never set. This year, you know, if you haven't been here in a couple weeks, you don't know where we're starting a fast today for this whole month. What is that? What is a fast and, and what is it for? It's for breakthrough. It's not to convince God to do something. It's to prepare yourself so that he can do something. And so, you know, I, I've, I've announced an, an all-church corporate fast. It'll bring breakthrough for the church. It'll bring breakthrough for your lives in all areas, whatever you're believing God for. And, and just ask the Lord what it is he'd have you um, fast. But with that, you're putting your flesh down. You're choosing to put something down naturally that you would normally yield to. Sweets and treats and meats. I don't know, whatever he's asking of you. Usually he asks what's most desirable of you. And uh, so I won't be having a donut today. My mother-in-law said, I'm picking up the donuts. And I was like, I can't have one. <laughs> but anyways, but during this time, it's this whole month. During this time, we're putting our flesh down, but we're also sowing to the spirit. He says, if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap of the flesh a few extra pounds. But if you sow to the spirit, you're going to reap of the spirit. I want to gain spiritual weight. I want to gain Spiritually, not physically. And so I want to sow to the Spirit. So when we're fasting, we want to spend more time sowing to the Spirit, reading the Word, praying, spending time with the Lord. How awesome is it that it is the first on Sunday so that we could just start this together and, and get everything fresh, get a fresh vision, a fresh goal to reach towards. 
I press towards the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward call that Christ Jesus is calling all of us who are mature. Pursuing spiritual perfection should be, or we should have this attitude of pursuing spiritual perfection. If at any respect you have a different attitude, that too God will make clear to you. So God's going to make adjustments. As we say, yes, I want to, I want to fulfill what God's called me to. Then he's going to show us things. He's going to reveal to us things that have been holding us back. Excuse me. And we got to be willing to lay those things down. He will finish the work he began, but sometimes it's not comfortable. But we're not going to accomplish anything if we look in the mirror and we're disgusted, not meaning just physically, but I mean, <laughs> you know, spiritually, you're like, come on, how come, I, how come I never do this? How come I never fulfill a fast? Or how come I never get up and pray and, and read the Bible? How, you know, it's all discouraging thoughts, and you look at yourself, and you're throwing in the towel before you ever even start. But get the goal before you. Write it down. I'm a list person, so... I make a list, I check the box. If you have to do that so that you have a goal before you and, and you can feel accomplished when you check that box. But you have to press towards something. Otherwise, you've thrown in the towel before you ever began. So keep your eyes on the prize. And, and welcome the Lord to, to, to do a work in you. You know, by the way, <laughs> sometimes when we're praying and believing for our spouse, we need to look at the mirror or turn the finger around and invite the Holy Spirit, welcome him to adjust anything in us that concerns us. Because while you're praying and believing God for um, a miracle, he might need to do adjustments in you to make that miracle possible. So don't tell God how to do his job. Just invite him to do whatever he needs to do. Amen. <laughs> God is so good. Remember, it's not, God's not done unless it's a job well done. So keep standing in prayer. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. See your answer with the eye of faith. See it with the eye of faith. See yourself finishing that job. See yourself with a healthy marriage. See your children coming to church with you. See it with the eye of faith. When you go to pray, when you go to declare and speak over your situation, start seeing what the answer looks like. Start seeing your spouse coming to church with you. Start seeing your children raising their family up for the Lord. Start seeing it by faith and calling those things which be not as though they were. There's power in our words. The Lord said our mouths are like the rudder of a ship. Wherever we release them, that's the way our ship is going to go. So first of all, stop saying anything negative. <laughs> Stop thinking on things that are not pure, not lovely, and not of a good report. Think on things that are pure, lovely, honest, and of a good report. Why? Because this is going to direct your words, and your words are going to direct your life. 
If you're inviting God to do a job and do a work and you want him to, to fulfill a job, be willing to work with him by adjusting how you think, by adjusting what you say and what you see about the situation or the person that you're believing God for. Stop thinking negatively about them, but start like we talked about on Wednesday. Start walking in love towards them. If you didn't hear that message, please listen to it. Start walking in love towards them. And then that gives God a paving, a path in which he can work and make some adjustments. He says it's like pouring hot coals upon their head. <laughs> Payback and vengeance is the Lord's. That's what he asks you to do, and then he can take that and deal with the situation. Amen? It never changed anybody by turning a cold shoulder to them. Husbands and wives, children, parents. Brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers. It won't change the person you love by turning a cold shoulder. We want God to fulfill that work. We want God to reconcile. Then allow him to by walking in love. Allow him to begin that work by you taking the initiative and praying for them and speaking over them and, and, and seeing with the eye of faith God doing something in them. And then know that from the moment he begins that work, he is faithful to finish the work. He is faithful. Hallelujah. John G. Lake said, God... Um, more earnestly desires the fulfillment of his word in your life than you do. He will not wait a moment longer than he has to to fulfill it. So I believe that he's waiting for the perfect time to fulfill all his promises. Because it's not a question whether he's going to finish the work. He says whatever he started, he is faithful to finish the work. So that's not the question. He is just waiting for the perfect opportune time. So just keep believing. Just keep speaking. Just keep standing in faith. Make any adjustments he asks you to make. Set your hand to anything he asks you to set your hand to. If it is yourself that you're believing God for transformation, if it's yourself that you're believing God that you become spiritually strong or maybe spiritually the man of the house, you know, and, and, and not to rule and reign the house, but to, to lead and guide them to righteousness. Then start by setting a goal of sowing to the Spirit. Reading the Word. Coming to church. Spending time in prayer. If you have to work a lot, pray in the Spirit. God gives us these keys to transform us by renewing our mind, by building us up on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. There's things we can do to work on ourselves so that we become who God wants us to become, that he can finish the work in us. <laughs> I, um, I was teaching on Wednesday on that passage that says, Stop trying to get a splinter or a speck out of your brother's eye when you've got a log in your own. 
Welcome him to do a work and finish the work in you before you start pointing fingers about what you think your spouse or somebody is not doing. Give God permission and welcome him to do that work. Be determined to set your eyes on the prize this year. Sit down with God and say, Lord, what is it I've been believing? Like, remind yourself, what is it you've been believing God for? What is it he's begun because he says he's faithful to finish the work? And start seeing that work completed. Start speaking and declaring that work is completed. He who began a good work in you or your situation, he is faithful to finish the work he began. Spend time with the Lord today. Don't get so busy and wrapped up in fellowship that you don't set aside time to hear what the Spirit is saying for the new year. For you, for your family, for your loved ones, your friends, and whatever it is you're believing God for. In Hebrews 12.1, he says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, they're cheering us on, let us throw off anything that hinders us. Let us throw off any sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. In other words, perseverance keeps going no matter how hard. Perseverance is slow and steady. This life is a marathon. Like I said, a good meal takes preparation. It's not a drive through window. A good meal takes planning. Got to get the ingredients. Got to set aside the time to prepare it. And then sit down and enjoy it. And it really drives me crazy when people eat so fast they don't taste each bite. I'm like, slow down, enjoy it. <laughs> That's teenage boys. Anyways. It's like they shovel it in. Um, enjoy it. Enjoy the process of God working in your lives. Don't be in so much of a hurry to reach the goal that you don't enjoy the process. Recognize when he's doing changes in your families, in your marriages, in your hearts. I see a huge needle and thread. And God is, is sewing you two together. You're already together. I don't know what it means, but he's taking this huge needle and thread. And he's sewing you together. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now that you who began a good work in them, that you are faithful to fulfill and finish the work. I thank you, Lord, that a three-braided cord is not easily broken. And, Lord, you have bound them together by your love, Father. And so, Father, I just thank you. I release that work to them. And I think you're knitting them together even stronger than ever before. The enemy cannot hinder what God has joined together in the name of Jesus. So um, you can put on some music, and I'm going to just give you guys an opportunity this morning. The Lord showed me this, and we took, uh, for those of you who are here, I know we took communion, um, and I don't do communion a lot, and, um, 
maybe you do personally every week or something like that. I do as the Lord leads me. Um, and people ask about it in the church. And I'm just kind of, I have like our quarterly ones, and then I'm just kind of led as to when he shows me. But anyways, we just had communion last Friday. But being that it's the new year and being that God has begun a work, what a great way to, and, and this isn't necessarily, everybody doesn't have to do it, but what a great way to start a new year. And uh, reconsecrate, recommit, resurrender our lives to the Lord and lay down those things, like he said, lay down those things that would seem to hinder you. And so I'm going to pray a prayer, and then I'm just going to open up the altar. For those of you who want to come do communion and, and get on your knees before the Lord and lay some things at the altar, um, We may have some prayer team anoint you with oil if you're at the altar. Just the anointing destroys every yoke of bondage and sets the captives free. Okay? So, so just know that, you know, the prayer team will be up here too, um, just being led by the Spirit. It's not going to be an automatic thing. But if you want to start this new year off and you want to take communion, you can feel free to take it back to your seat. That's fine. Or you can feel free to, to come to the altar, seek the Lord, and just pour it out. Start fresh with God this year. Let him begin a work and, and, and welcome him to be faithful to finish the work he began. Can we put on like the soaking kind of instrumental music? This is a little weird. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to pray a prayer over this. We're not going to hand it out. You're going to come up and get it yourself. Okay? You can move this, yeah. But you can leave the... Leave the communion there. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, right now. We thank you, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, for, for this morning, Lord. Father, we just thank you for the work that you, have, you are beginning in us, Lord. We thank you for the work that you are doing in us, God. And, Father, this morning, Lord, in this beginning of this new year, God, Father, I just pray right now that you would bless what we set our hand to and that you would cause it to prosper. Father, as we enter in this new year, Father, we just lay our lives down at the altar before you, Lord. We just consecrate ourselves afresh, Lord. We say we welcome you to do a work. We welcome you to, to change and, and adjust anything in us that, that needs changing or adjusting, Father. Father, I just invite you. And Lord, we just take communion this morning and, 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 and recognize what your son Jesus did for us upon the cross. His body was broken for us. His blood was shed for us so that we could be healed. So that this morning, Lord, as we take this, that we can be healed, that we can be delivered, we can be set free, we can be saved, we can have our, our sins washed away, and we can start fresh and new today. So, Father, because of what you did for us through your son Jesus, we take this and recognize what he did for us. And I just bless it this morning, Lord. And I thank you that supernaturally as we take communion, supernaturally as we, as we lay li our lives down and offer our bodies as a holy living sacrifice, Lord, that you begin a work in this church, you begin a work in our hearts, you begin a work in our lives, one that you will be faithful to finish the work you began. In the name of Jesus. 
So you can feel free to grab your communion elements or come seek the Lord and, and, and get right with God for this new year. This is just a time to seek God's face. Just feel free to take your communion. I already prayed over it. <clears throat> 